You are now listening to the Do Well Collective Podcast, where we help Christian millennials put their faith to work through authentic conversations and community. This season, our goal is to capture the wisdom and experience of people who are putting their faith to work through entrepreneurship, ministry, and more. And I have to tell you, this season has been phenomenal. If this is your first episode of the season, we highly recommend that you check out some of the previous conversations. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. Today, we have Jenna Schaefer, the founder of 91 Place in Indianapolis, Indiana. And she has so much practical wisdom and knowledge to share about starting a nonprofit. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Do Well Collective Podcast. I am your host, Craig Bass. And I'm Jalen Havier. And we are so excited for another great episode of our Faith and Action series. Today, we have an amazing guest, my dear friend, my sister, Jenna Schaefer. But before we jump into this episode with her, which I'm telling you guys is going to bless your heart so much, Jalen's going to hit us with some announcements, and then we're going to get right into this interview. Yes, man. Thank you all so far for listening throughout season three. We are a couple episodes deep and we are full from all of these great interviews, man. It's been amazing. And so yeah. you can continue to support us. You can find us online, Instagram, Facebook, even TikTok now. Um, you can find us all there on Do Well Collective. It's Do Well Collective. And also you can visit us at our new website, which is www dowellcollective.com subscribe there so that you can be the first one to know when all the new things are dropping exclusives community all those things so thank you again let's get back to it hey jenna my sister how you doing i'm doing great thanks for having me <laughs> it's so good to have you here it really is and um it was even better to see you in mexico not so yeah. long ago. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I literally think about it every day. I, <laughs> Can we yeah. go back? <laughs> yes, yes. So everybody, uh, Jenna and I, we are friends from our missionary days. And mm -hmm. I don't know, it was, you know, there's just some people that you just connect with, like your hearts mm -hmm. connect. And when uh, Jenna and I, we did the mission mission trip together, um, and also discipleship school together and our hearts just connected. We just yeah. became instant friends and, you know, I just took her on as my, as my sister and she took me as her brother. And so yeah. now we get to raise, you know, get married, ha have families, raise, raise kids together, together. <laughs> <laughs> go on vacation together. So yeah, yeah, it's fun to do life with good people. And we're so excited to have you on Jenna. Uh, before we jump into this interview, let me give just give the folks a little intro. So Jenna is the founder of 91 Place in Indianapolis, Indiana. And this 91 Place is an amazing organization that helps at-risk youth find permanent housing, uh, mentorship, uh, training, and a, a honestly, just a safe place for them to get on their feet so that they can be productive citizens in society. Um, this is a faith-based organization, so everything is from the heart of Christ, but it really, at, at the center of it, is really about helping these kids uh, who have found themselves on the streets have a safe place to live, mm -hmm. uh, a warm uh, meal to eat, and just opportunities for them to actually succeed in life. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that kind of organization is powerful, <laughs> and I'm so happy to have you on today, Jenna. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. That's a good intro for it. <laughs> like, dang, I want to get involved with that. Oh, wait. Cool. I know she left bed. I want to go work for that place. Right. <laughs> no, but isn't that amazing, though, that, yes. you know, when I love when I talk to people that, you know, when they, they, they that are entrepreneurs, that are founders, that are leaders, and they they say, "Hey, I just I just wanted to start. So, I just wanted to start something that I would love to work for, or mm -hmm. I would yeah. love to partner with." Right. Yes. You know, and yes. so um, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but <laughs> yeah, let's just start here. 
we'll, yeah. we'll circle back to some other questions, but just tell us about 91 Place, you know, yeah. and what inspired you to start it? Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, so like Craig mentioned, we did the World Race and G42 together. Um, and then after that, I moved to Indianapolis with two of my girlfriends from uh, G42. And I actually, I moved here with the intention of starting a maternity home for teenagers. Um, and I got to Indianapolis and very quickly realized that trying to start a 501c3 in a new city when you know nobody is a really mm-hmm. difficult thing to do. Um, and so I kind of just talked to God and realigned and realized that like then was not the time to actually start something. Um, but to just, you know, follow my passion and who he created me to be and just like live life and start there. And so I ended up getting a job at a nonprofit called Outreach that works with youth experiencing homelessness. Um, and so I was a case manager specifically for the high school girls. Um, and I did that for um, almost four years. And so it was close to the end of my first school year when I realized that there were all these senior girls that were about to graduate that had so much potential but because of their housing instability, they either didn't get good enough grades to go to college, um, didn't even think it was a possibility to even go to trade school or something. And so they were in all these situations that if they had had stable housing, um, all these opportunities probably would have been open to them. And so I concocted this plan in my head that I was like, okay, I'm going to create this survey and I'm going to convince our CEO that we need housing. So this was my intention. So I started surveying all of these youth, and I was like, if you could have one thing right now that would change everything, what would it be? Thinking in my brain that they're going to say housing. And instead, almost every time they would say a family. And Mm. it like hit me like a ton of bricks that I was like, I'm totally missing it. Like these youth would live anywhere if they had a family that just loved them and believed in them. And so that became the foundation of 91 Place was it can't just be transitional housing. It has to be relationship. Um, you know, like one of my, my girls said, you know, for most of her childhood, her and her family lived in the car. And it was like some of her happiest memories because, you know, it was mom in the front seat, dad in the back seat, her and her sister in the back seat. And that's, but they would like stay up pretty late, like laughing and joking. And it's like, it's not about the home itself. It's about the people that are in it. And these youth have been starved of that relationship component. And so that's the basis of what we do here is reinstilling that relationship and that love of Christ into their lives. Um, And so, yeah, I kind of, after that, um, I talked to the CEO and he was just like, housing isn't in the future of outreach anytime soon. And so he was like, but if you want to start something, like well, we totally support you in that, um, you know, send you off with wow. all the connections and help we possibly could. Um, and so I wrote up like a vision plan and then I just sat on it for a while. Um, didn't feel like it was time to do anything with it yet. So I just kept loving the, the youth that were in front of me um, at outreach and um, then I was introduced, after me and my husband got married, I was introduced to a couple that used to go to his old church um, who also had a nonprofit called Global Elimination. And um, I was talking to her about my work at Outreach and she was like, oh, I'd love to get dinner with you know you two and my husband and talk more about this. And so we did and I told her about you know what I do at Outreach and she was asking you know what my hope for it is like, would you, do you want to stay there as like your know, long-term career? Like, and I started telling her about my vision plan for which at the time I had called Hope Houses, um, which apparently is a very popular name for transitional housing. And so I ended up changing it to 91 Place for Psalm 91. Um, but yeah, I was talking to her about that and she was like, you know, this is totally hypothetical, but like, if we got you a house, like, what would you do with it? And I was like, well, and then I just told her and it turned out that um, a couple had given them a check for a hundred thousand dollars a year prior for a house. And they were like, but we don't need a house. And so they were like, okay, well, hold on to it until you do. And so meeting me, it was kind of this collision of passions and like, it was a total God, like 
just set it up and it was just nuts. And so, but they were such good stewards of it, of like, they just held on to that check for this infinite amount of time. They didn't know how long they were going to hold on to it for, but it was designated for a house, which they didn't need. And so I helped them acquire a house um, and then renovated it. It's on the near east side of Indianapolis, which the the local uh, FBI team likes to call the swamp because they say nothing good comes out of the swamp. And so um, that we purposefully have ourselves here to be a you know beacon of light. We totally believe that any sort of like revival and change is going to start on the near east side of Indiana. My husband are both super passionate about this area. Um, and so, yeah, we have this house, um, renovated it. And then, uh, yeah, I started housing youth here in December of 2019. And uh, we've housed a total of 10 youth since then. Um, and so they're all youth that have been experiencing different forms of homelessness. It could be couch surfing. Um, we've had several that have been living in cars before they came in here. Um, some like sleeping outside or at the actual men's shelter and stuff like that. Um, one, her family just moved out of state without her one day while she was at school. So it's very, very forms of homelessness. Um, but yeah, we house two girls and two boys at a time between the ages of 17 and 22. Um, and then, yeah, we, you know, do everything from a life skills curriculum, a mentorship program, uh, trauma-informed care, so they're all in therapy. Um, we obviously provide all their basic needs of like food and utilities and toiletries and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's very community-oriented. We have Wednesday night dinners um, all together, and any like former youth are welcome to come to those. And so, like on Wednesday this week, we had all the youth that are living here, plus two of the guys that used to live here. And so it was like me and my husband and like these seven youth all just like eating chili that one of the girls had made and it was awesome. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely, you know, we spend our holidays here, um, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all those types of things. Cause I mean, this is their home and their family. And so, yeah, that's who we are, what we do. 91 place. Man, that is so amazing. <laughs> wow. This that, that story is amazing, you know, just especially here when you said uh about them being such great stewards um of of that check, you know, not even knowing, you know, what the future would hold for that, but just mm-hmm. knowing that God right. had already set up, you know, provision for this vision that he had given you um so so much time so time before. So man, that's that's just so encouraging yeah. to hear. Um <laughs> Yeah, that that is so encouraging yeah. to hear. So I wanted to ask every time you I as tell well it, because... I get so encouraged about it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I know. It, it, that's an incredible story. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. we we would have. I would have shouted if we weren't. You know. <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause>, yes, <laughs> that is so encouraging. Jesus, right? <laughs> so I did want to now just just oh my gosh, just going back through that story. Now that is this task that you, you you know you've taken on that is a huge task you know in retrospect mm-hmm. because you know you're doing some huge work huge huge impactful yeah. work you know um so i wanted to ask you you know what what were some of the personal maybe challenges that you face uh when it came to like starting 91 place yeah i mean <laughs> several I was still working a full-time job um, mm. at Outreach when I started this. Um, I actually worked there for, I mean, a year and a half, like before, like actually starting 91 Place and then worked there until July of 2020. Um, and so I, it's only the last year that I've been doing this full-time, um, but obviously like you don't just start uh, a program, like right when you start actually serving the youth, like i worked on the behind the scenes stuff for like the year prior. And so um, that was definitely a personal challenge of like balancing, doing my full-time job with excellence and, you know, doing everything I need to do for 91 place to get it up and running while being married and trying to be like, uh, you know, a wife (laughs) and have a social life and take care of Mm -hmm. myself because it's not only like Mm -hmm. if, you know, I had been doing a, a nine to five that maybe wasn't as, 
emotionally intensive as to get a case manager for homeless youth is. I think it might have been a little bit easier, um, but because I was still in that kind of role where like, you know, during the day I'm still counseling and mentoring and listening to trauma and, you know, helping them walk through some of those things. Um, I didn't have a lot of capacity after that to, you know, I'd have to push through that exhaustion if I needed to work on something that night or write a grant or whatever it was. Um, so yeah, that was definitely a, a personal, I don't know if I call it a struggle. It was just an adjustment. I mean, mm -hmm. it's all about the perspective of like, this mm -hmm. is something that I knew God put on my heart that needed to happen. And so just kind of just allotting that time of like, this needs to get done. So, okay. Instead of watching Netflix for the next two hours, I'll write this grant instead, you know? So it's just like, what are mm -hmm. you going to choose? And so, mm -hmm. yeah, that was definitely like a, oh. those days when I'm really tired and I have listened to like, I mean, yeah, the, the holidays were always the worst to come back to. Like when school got back into session because the youth I work with typically didn't have families that they spend the holidays with. And so they would get themselves into some situations um, that weren't always the best. And so having to like listen to those stories over and over and over again um, after the holidays was always super difficult. But like having to get home and being like, okay, well, I got to, you know, eat dinner and then at least get this part done so that I can keep moving forward um was something that was definitely difficult um and then i mean the the funding aspect to this day is so difficult i mean mm -hmm. starting out for sure mm -hmm. was super taxing um we actually started out by we started the whole organization with five thousand dollars um so we had a wow. yeah a donor who That's was actually a small budget yeah, <laughs> we decided to trial it. Um, it was actually one of the teachers at G42 was like, okay, if I sent you three interns to like be the house parents and give you $5,000 to operate it, like, could you do that? And I was like, I mean, yeah, let's try it. And so we started out by having um, three um, interns from G42 who were gonna be here for their internship period of three months, December to February. Um, and yeah, that's how we started. It was like, I don't know if this is going to get, and I told the youth who moved in, like, this could just be three months that you're living here. My hope is in this three months, I can start showing this works, it's helpful, and get some more funding that way, find house parents who can live in it, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I mean, it did, but we, we operated month to month for, gosh, over a year um of just like okay god you got to provide because i don't want these youth to have to go back on the street so mm -hmm. yeah that was also mm -hmm. definitely challenging wow no there's 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 so many things that what you just <laughs> shared that i can just like drop in on I'm, I, I think i'm gonna come back to one particular thing you said especially when you were talking about discipline and time management you know like mm -hmm. the choosing between netflix or writing a grant for this vision mm -hmm. and oh we're going to come back to that but so but the first thing yeah. i want to ask is you know you you are someone who who believes deeply in jesus and like you've given your life to follow him so i'm just mm -hmm. curious you know how how you know what was what was with god speaking in your heart during this time and you know, how was god guiding you um, during this time of like vision casting and, you know, actively building this vision, you know, what was your relationship with the Lord like at that time? Yeah, that was actually a really sweet season with him. Um, oh, I forgot about this part. Me and my husband actually had a youth experience with homelessness living with us um, prior to me starting 91 Place. And it was kind of us like piloting, could this work? Like just living in relationship with someone like how could it transform their lives? And God used this girl in particular, she lived with us for a year and a half. Um, and he, gosh, 180'd her life. It was absolutely incredible. And like, we didn't do anything except just live our lives and love her. Like mm. we didn't have any sort of curriculum. It wasn't mm. like, you know, as intensive as 91 places. Um, but I mean, she saw us love each other well. She saw us argue well. She saw us like, 
you know, all these different places of speaking um, life into her and watching her eventually grasp it was really cool. But in this time of like, I really think God had her living with us at that time as an encouragement of like, you need to keep going because there's more youth like her and just your love that you're, is an overflow of your, the love that I give you. Like that is just going to be what impacts the youth that are like in this future house. Um, and so it was a, a really sweet season with him of like, just speaking my identity of who I am, like 91 place is not who I am. Like, I'm a daughter. Like, that's who I am. This is an overflow of a passion that he put in my heart. But if 91 Place was to crumble tomorrow, I'm still the same person. And so that was something that I think he really instilled in me during that time is like, who are you? And like, how do you not get lost in like everything that could be in the future? Um, and so, yeah. Mm, that's powerful. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, knowing your identity in Christ is is paramount. You know, it's that foundational mm -hmm. piece that is where we need to start. You know, before yes. we, you know, try to do anything from the Lord, it's like we need to receive from him. Like yes. receive his yeah. his love, receive his forgiveness, receive his grace, uh, receive his vision for our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and him speaking over us. And then that that way, you know, like you did for that young lady, you in high school, um, you guys knew who you are. You had a season where you had to be poured into before you can do the pouring. Right. And that is that is so powerful. Um, so like I promised before, I did want to get back to something very specific because I think, yeah. you know, we talk we talk a lot about vision and, yeah, we're going to do this for the Lord and, you know, all these big grand things, which is awesome. I love that. But a lot of times I found that there's not a, a lot of conversation where we talk about the day to day grind of it, where it's like, it, you know, those 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 moments, which when you think about. In the grand scheme of things, you launching 91 Place, you know, when you kind of like grand opened, like that was one big event that happened. But there were so many small things that led up to that, like day-to-day -day stuff. Yes. Yeah. That I want to talk about that, like that day-to-day -day choosing between, uh, I'm just going to chill. I don't feel like doing it. And, you know, like, hey, this is my vision. This is what God has mm -hmm. given me. And I want to be a good steward of that. So talk to us about like those day-to-day -day choices, you know, in launching 91 Place and continually running it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to preface this. I'm a very blunt person. So please, anyone listening, do not hear me shaming anybody or anything. <laughs> because like what I'm about to say is just like my personal belief is that like if you don't have the capacity or like the that willpower to choose something different than what you're choosing you're just you're not passionate about it mm. like if you are tired at the end of the day and you're like nah, i think i'm going to choose netflix over you know working on this business or this nonprofit or whatever it is like you're just you're not there you know and it's yeah. like and that's okay, but you got to be self-aware enough to say, like, okay, I either need to find something that I am that passionate about, that I'm going to choose something over something that's easier. Um, or, you know, you just got to willpower your way through it. Or, you know, there were a lot of nights where I would just be like, God, I'm not feeling it. Like, I need, if if I need to just take tonight to rest, then, like, give me that that knowledge. But if you need me to, like, if this is something that I need to do to move 91 place forward, then give me the energy and strength to do so. Mm. Um, and, you know, I did a lot of nights like that too. Like, of course there was some, I was not working seven nights a week after working all day. Like, don't hear me say that at all. I'm not some superhuman, like crazy person. Um, but so I think it's like having that, like, this is something that I'm willing to sacrifice parts of my own life for paired with okay god like what is mine to do today is it rest or is it you know like powering through the exhaustion and getting stuff done mm. oh yeah yeah i love that that's that's so that's so good and i love what you said because <laughs> it's so it's spiritual but it's practical at the mm -hmm. same point mm -hmm. 
you know, it, yeah. it's making those intentional choices uh, every day to say, OK, hey, you know, what's my what's my priority? You know, what's the priority mm-hmm. that I want to choose? And, you know, am I going to really show it to be my priority by putting that work in? So, man, I, I love mm-hmm. what you shared just then. So I wanted to go a little deeper with that uh, for everyone out there who may be looking you know, to start a nonprofit, uh, to get into that, uh, and have their own visions, what would be like just a, a great piece of advice you would give them that they may not, mm-hmm. you know, may not be thinking about from the onset? Yeah. I think if you have a vision, um, I think definitely starting by writing it down is super important. Mm-hmm. And then having like the actual practical steps to like move forward with it. Um, you know, the opportunity with global illumination happened because I knew my vision and I knew my plan. Like, had I not Uh been like, this is exactly what I want to do when I have a house. And like, if, when I have the money, there's no reason that Joni and Jim would have been like, well, what if we gave you a house? And so it's like that, Uh oh man, Haskell said something that, uh, when preparation and opportunity meet, that's when like you can move forward. He has like mm-hmm. a saying that's really good. And man, I wish I could think of exactly what he says, mm-hmm. but it's basically when preparation and opportunity meet, that is like where, you know, everything can grow because you've had the the preparation piece of like, this is my plan. This is my vision. And then that opportunity comes up and those can meet. Um, and so I would say, yeah, if you have something that you're passionate about, like start by writing it down and like, that way, when someone asks you, like, what do you want to do with life? You, the more you just tell people, the more you network, it's like there's going to be an opportunity that presents itself. Um, but if you're not prepared for that, then that opportunity can never come up. I was just listening to a, um, a podcast yesterday, and the, the guy was saying the same thing, just about preparing. And the way that he explained it is, is knowing what you want. And he went further to share that, you know, if if you are looking, if you're in one location and there's a chasm and you but you you want to get to the other place, you know, you you find some kind of way to get there. So you start mm-hmm. building a bridge on that concept. And he said what a lot of people do is that they they choose a concept, they build it partially, maybe even halfway. And then they'll they'll stop and like oh, you know what there may be there may be another way, and they'll go all the way back to the first place, mm-hmm. start another bridge, mm-hmm. and then they'll bid and they're like ah you know what there's another way and then, you know so he was saying like there's people who have all of these like partially built bridges, mm-hmm. all of them in a all of them eventually will get them there to the other side, but it's because they keep going back and starting something new. And so I think that's so powerful what you just shared about writing your vision down, Mm -hmm. writing down the steps to achieve that vision and going after it on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. And so when people ask you like, hey, what's your dream? What's your vision? You can say, actually, you know what? Here it is. Like, I don't, you know, I can actually Mm -hmm. give it to you. If you really want to know what my vision is, here it is. I can show you what it is. And, you know, that that does set you apart from other people mm-hmm. um, yeah, and other people's sure. vision. And it's not that they don't have a great idea. It's not that your vision is better than their vision. It's like, right. who's the most prepared? Yep. Right. 100%. I mean, I was talking to a, a funder. Uh, he works for a foundation or runs a foundation. Um, gosh, a couple months ago. And he used to work for another organization that also works with youth experiencing homelessness. And they tried to start housing for years. And he was like, how did you start it so quickly? And I was just like, I just did it. Like, (laughs) it was one of those, like, let's just try it. And if it doesn't work, then it's not like we've harmed anybody. We just house people for a few months. And so it's like, I think people also need to know that you don't have to have it all figured out in order to start something. Mm. Like, you can just... As long as like the people that you're serving know like, hey, <laughs> I was very clear. This is a pilot program. We're going to make mistakes and we need you as like the people that we're serving to help us form like how is this going to run best. And so it's like, I, I think that's something that people think like, oh, well, when I have that degree, 
when I have more knowledge, when I have mm. this, then I can start it. Come on. And it's like, that's not necessarily always the case. Mm. Sometimes, yes. Like, don't go try to be a surgeon without going to the medical school. But if people you're have gonna... tried it. Please <laughs> yeah. don't do it. And they're yeah. in jail don't right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. But if you just want to love people, then like, go love people. There's no harm in loving people and trying it. And if it doesn't work, trying something else. And so I think that's like people like overcomplicate it so much. So that's a little tangent I could talk about all day. <laughs> I know, but Jenna, tell tell the folks about the story, um, that conversation that you and Ethan Wendell had. And Ethan Wendell oh, is one yeah, of our instructors yeah. at G42. And if you guys don't know about G42, just look up uh, G42 Leadership Academy, and you'll know mm-hmm. more about the, about the discipleship school. But Ethan uh, was one of the leaders at at the school at the time he would come in and teach and uh, he's also a very successful entrepreneur um so tell tell the folks about that conversation you guys had yeah so i had to i had emailed him um a few months after moving to indy when i realized that starting the maternity home probably wasn't going to happen anytime soon um and i was toying with the idea of going back to school to get a master's in social work um because i was like how am i going to start something serving people if I don't have a master's in social work. And Ethan, he emailed me back. I will literally never forget this. And he goes, Jenna, a degree is the world stamp on your abilities, but God's stamp is on your heart. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Mind blown. (laughs) Like arrow straight to the heart. Oh my God. He's like, you don't need to go back to school. Like you can do this just as you are because God has given you every capability that you need in order to do it and so I didn't go back to school which I'm really glad I didn't because I got to work at outreach instead but um yeah that was definitely something that impacted my thought process for the rest of my life (laughs) I I I love that story and I've I've absorbed that too so I I love that oh my gosh it's so that is there's so much in that story yeah oh my gosh yeah for Uh, sure I want to go back a little bit yeah um, what you said, uh, the statement you said, you said, if you want to love somebody, just go love them. Like that, that was just so great to yeah. hear because like you said, it's easy to overcomplicate things um, and mm-hmm. to try to make it where it's like, man, I have to find this super systematic way to show For the sure. love of Christ. It's like, no, <laughs> it's like, just go love yeah. people. Do, 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 yeah. do the things, you know, seats, love them, just love people, you know, and I love that you put it that way because that's encouraging. Um, especially when you said how you might not have to have it all figured out at, yeah. the, at the start, mm-hmm. you know, but you have a vision and you have a purpose and you're, you're led by Christ, uh, to do what you're doing. And that, that is so amazing. So man, Jenna, I, I do want to go back just a little bit life-wise right because i hear all these amazing things you're talking about and um i want to just know for you personally man like how did your personal faith journey with jesus start you know (laughs) it's a good question i'm gonna make this super short because it could be really long um (laughs) i i did not grow up in church um i grew up my mom was a single mom um to me and my Mm. older sister younger brother uh, my dad was in and out of the picture. It wasn't like he was totally absent, but he wasn't around for most of our childhood, like consistently. Mm. Um, I didn't find God till I was a senior in college, actually. Mm. Um, I like at this point, I can't even like really remember like what that pivot was. Um, I had a good friend who was a Christian that one day I just started asking questions to about like, well, what is the Bible? And like when people say they talk to God, are they crazy? Like, what is this? And stuff like that. Um, And I (laughs) went to chapel like at the beginning of my senior year with him because I, they had free ice cream afterwards. (laughs) And (laughs) I wanted a Sunday. <laughs> so it works. It works. <laughs> Literally, I just, I thought I would sit with him and then we could go get ice cream afterwards. Um, and it was a very like old school chapel with like stained glass. And they had this time of reflection at the end and God just hit me like a ton of bricks. It was just like, there was this light shining through. I, to this day, don't know if it was like, Jesus or an angel or if it was a street light outside I have no idea but I looked at that stained glass of like Jesus on the cross 
and just felt the forgiveness and love of God for like everything I had done in my past. And mm. I was totally sold out for after that. I mean, I don't do anything like, you know, like 10%. I do everything like 100%. And so it was just like after that night, I was just like, okay, well, this is it. Like I felt it, I believe it. And this is my life now. And so my nonprofit degree turned into like, uh, I'm gonna go into ministry nothing after college felt right except the world race um which my friend also went on um, mm-hmm. the year before me and so i yeah went on the world race and then g42 and now i'm here wow so to, wow. to all the uh youth pastors and college pastors be encouraged <laughs> pizza ice cream ice cream work. <laughs> it works <laughs> <laughs> I'm living proof of it. <laughs> Be I'm encouraged. <laughs> yeah, we we have a living witness saying that it does work. So be encouraged. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus will do the rest. Just <laughs> just buy the Papa John's, okay? <laughs> wow. No, that I, I love. That is a powerful yeah. testimony of of God's love being shown to you. And, um, and you know what I also love? Um, I love to talk to people. I love the body of Christ and the Lord has been teaching me more about the body of Christ and like Mm -hmm. just expanding my, my eyes to see just how beautiful and grand it is and how diverse Mm -hmm. the body of Christ is Mm -hmm. and how we are not, we are born with these giftings. Like we were born with this, with these like natural inclination to things. Like we're naturally yeah. drawn to certain things For and sure. how, when we don't know God, we use them the way that we use them, you know, mm-hmm. the way that we think is best. Mm-hmm. And then when we become saved, it's not like we have to throw away all those gifts. Come on. Totally. Like yeah. you were already interested in nonprofit work before mm-hmm. you knew right. the Lord. Like yeah. that was already inside of you. And then when you when you came to know the God of all the earth, you know, it's like, oh, wow, now I really know what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And therefore, yeah. like you're going out and you're using your giftings for the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, I just want to talk about that. I really don't have a question, but it's just I just want to talk more about us just using our gifts for God, you know, yeah. whatever it yeah. is. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to become a fivefold minister. But like just right. using who you are for the glory of God. Well, and so God just like put something in my head that I have to say I'm gonna explode. Um, so the guy who I was talking about, who was like one of my best friends at the time, who I was asking those questions to, if a quote unquote good Christian looked at his lifestyle, they would have been like, Oh, he's a terrible Christian. Like he mm. was not not acting as a christian man probably should but because the way he was a good friend to me and loved me despite all of the sinful nature he might have been engaging in god still used him Mm -hmm. to bring draw my heart towards god and so it's like i i just am like Mm -hmm. someone who's very passionate about you don't need to be a perfect person to love people well like mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying it's okay mm-hmm. to like live a sinful lifestyle and stuff like that. But I think a lot of people think they can't go into ministry or they can't evangelize or they can't, you know, start a ministry until their life is perfect. Or like, mm-hmm. at least I need to get this part out of my heart and then I can do this. And it's like, no, like that part is going to leave your heart when you start loving people because you won't have time to pay attention to that if you're just loving people over here. That's true. Yeah. That's and good. so, I don't know. I just wanted to say that of like, this isn't somebody who was like evangelizing to me. This was somebody that like I was starting to be curious and he was just a good friend and God taught me that way. So, mm-hmm. just wanted to put that out there too. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. Mm hmm. Gosh, that is so good. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I love this. This is so good, man. So, oh man, I, I gosh, I, I hate that we have to be coming to a close, but man, I just yeah. thank you so much for all these <laughs> great gems that you shared, man. Just the practicality, man. The practicality yeah, is exactly. just, just blessing me. Goodness, I'm a very love practical person. Love them. <laughs> <laughs> Go love them. Go Jenna love them. likes yeah. to keep things simple. Yes, I do. I love it. I'm- <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's that's what we need, man. 
so uh, we have a we have a section here that's called the Bible verse freestyle. Okay, so with okay. this, uh, you're not gonna have to spit any rhymes. You know, <laughs> that's good. I don't have any of that. <laughs> but if you if you want to, right? If you want to, hey. <laughs> but uh, we, we we give you a scripture, um, and then you just give us your thoughts on it, and um, okay. yeah, just 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 talk from your heart. Uh, so the scripture that we have today is um it's james 1 27 uh and it says uh religion that is pure word you just use a uh, religion that is pure and undefiled before god the father is this to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world so just give your thoughts on that um yeah yeah um i love that verse because it's a lot of what I've devoted my life to. Um, I have never seen more of Jesus than I have in the youth that I serve. Um, they they display so much of his character and I've learned so much about his capacity for unconditional love and like coming back to him again and again and again, no matter how many times he mess up. And I think there's just something so pure and holy in serving the quote unquote least of these. Um, and so I, whenever I need an encouragement, um, like an influx of that, that love that I need to pour out to them, I go back to verses like this, where it's like, I don't feel lovable right now. I don't feel like I have anything to give. Like, God, I need you to show up for me so I can show up for them. Or even just like, you know, in this work of, of the widows and orphans and that that purity of of his love, it's like that's the only way that they're ever gonna come to know him. Like there's a reason that we don't require a Bible study or for them to, you know, come go to church and stuff like that is because the purity of his love is so good and so tangible that like that's what's gonna draw them to him. Uh, and so it's like, that's all evangelism is to me is like mm. loving people well enough that they ask questions and you can point them back to God. It's not about like, you know, tracks and, you know, all those types of things. It's how are you loving people? And if you're loving people with the purity of Jesus to the best of your ability, they're going to start asking questions and then they're going to get to come to know his love on such a personal level. Um, and so. Yeah, that's what that means to me. Mm, that's that's beautiful. Like loving uh, people with the purity of Jesus, and they Jesus. will naturally start asking questions. Mm -hmm. You killed it. <laughs> <That was awesome>. <laughs> Bars. Yes. <laughs> no, that's 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 so powerful. You know, and I, I even love what you said at the beginning about serving, 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 serving people. Mm -hmm. Like the you mm -hmm. said, the youth that I serve, like mm -hmm. you serve the youth being yes. servant-hearted mm -hmm. so if you haven't got anything else out of this podcast <laughs> may this be an encouragement for all of us to be servants to yes. reconnect back to the, the servanthood of christ by just serving people and that's what we see so much through jenna her her ministry her life like her her heart and her life is about serving others and that's something that we all can be just refreshed about and i know i've been refreshed through this conversation but before we jump off jenna we're gonna have a little fun talk about something that has been a really a real favorite for you currently that could be a favorite food that could be a favorite tv show music whatever but what have you been been really into lately oh man this is such a hard question because I literally haven't time for anything lately. The thing that's been my favorite recently is the Signs and Wonder playlist on Spotify. It's been like my life force. And then the two songs, Gratitude and Gyra, have been like my anthems. So those are the lame favorites. <laughs> no, like those aren't lame question. favorites. <laughs> <laughs> those aren't lame it. favorites. So <laughs> gratitude is who who sings that? Yeah. Oh man, uh, let me pull that. It was. Mm, I know Jira. That's Maverick. Uh, Diddy. Brandon Lake. Brandon gratitude is Brandon Lake. Okay. Yeah, nice. it's so good. Awesome, y'all. Yeah. Well, y'all check out gratitude by Brandon Lake. 
and Gyra by Maverick City Music. And Can I add one thing worship. real quick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we are also currently hiring at 91 Place. And so if anyone is interested in being a house parent for the youth, um, it's a living position, free room and board, a monthly stipend, um, and you just get to love people. Um, the youth that are in here are incredible. Um, right now, me and my husband and our one-year-old are currently living here because we don't have house parents. Um, and it's not, yeah, we just need house parents. And so if you are interested at all, um, feel free to reach out to me at Jenna at 91place.org and I can send you a job description. Um, yeah, we're either looking for a married couple without kids or a single man and a single woman. Um, to move in, which would be awesome because I also love to make new friends. And so, yeah. <laughs> and where can they find you on on social media? Yeah. Oh, um, Facebook. We're ninety one place indie, and then Instagram is at ninety one place indie. And I just made a Twitter yesterday, and so that's ninety one place indie too. I know. I'm apparently joining the age of technology yeah. because I thought Twitter was dead, and my new social media person was like, "You don't have a Twitter," and I was like, "Well." Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have well, a Twitter. On it yet. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, yeah, everybody, please go check out 91 Place yes. online at their website, on social media. And um, if you feel led, please donate. Please donate mm-hmm. to their organization. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. If you yes. if you're unable to, you know, drop everything and move to Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> and work with Jenna. But if God lays it on your heart to donate to this organization, it is a worthy cause. Yes. Um, uh, Do Well Podcast, we 100% stand by this organization mm-hmm. and Jenna and everyone who's a part of it. So, Jenna, thank you so much for joining us today. Right. It's been awesome. Thanks for having thank me. You. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this is the Faith in Action series. We hope that's been a blessing to you. Until next time, let's do well. Hey, it's Jalen from the Do Well Collective Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. That conversation with Jenna was fire. I mean, I loved all of the practical wisdom that she shared about starting a nonprofit and just how to be better servants as believers. So we want you to join the conversation with us as well by reviewing and sharing this episode on your social media page. Man, any place that you're on social media, share this thing because we want the word to get out about all the amazing things that are happening here at Do Well Collective. Last but not least, Duel is excited to announce that we have a brand new website. You can find us at www.duelcollective.com. Join the collective by becoming an email subscriber. There you'll receive weekly devotionals, exclusive content, and brand new episodes. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode. Let's do well. <laughs>